everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are looking at Ezekiel 38 to 39. Some of you might be really excited uh, to finally arrive at a conclusion of what we're going to be talking about, but actually we have more questions than answers, unfortunately. So we are talking today about 38 and 39 that bring up a mysterious character of a mysterious land. Okay, so we have this individual named Gog from the land of Magog. And what's interesting about this enemy that is being prophesied against because they come up against the people of Israel is that they are... Like there, there's a lot of speculation about them. Like there's not a, like an agreed upon answer of who these people are, where they're coming from. It's very, it's very odd, actually. We're literally talking like hundreds, if not thousands of years of Jewish and Christian history, uh, trying to ascertain who these people are, who this leader is, what the significance is, because here in Ezekiel, really the only hard indicator that we get is that they approach from the north, um, which is not really that hard of an indicator because they may have gathered in the north or something. Yeah. Um, And even in Revelation, because this shows uh, Gog and Magog show up again in Revelation chapter 20, uh, they approach from the north, but we don't know anything about them. So there's been a lot of conversation about who they are. Uh, That conversation has shifted and changed as political roles of nations and leaders have changed. And so depending on the period of time that you're reading, like if you're reading a commentary from the Middle Ages, uh, they will think something different about Gog and Magog because they will be interpreting it through the lens of what was happening at that time. Mm. Just like if you read commentaries about um, Gog and Magog from today, they will most likely be interpreted through the political sphere sphere, uh, of today. Uh, which makes sense. People try to understand these passages and want to figure out who these leaders and nations are. And so you see them through the lens of the time you're living in. Uh, the problem is pretty much everyone's been wrong so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were saying, though, that there's another reference to them much later on in the book of Revelation. I believe it was chapter, was it 28? Uh, Revelation 20, 28. Or 28. Uh, 20 so I'll just <laughs> go, go there and... Uh, tell you about it here in a second well and while ryan's looking for that our commentary kind of references to that that gog and magog are the names of the nations that are led by satan to attack jerusalem at the end of the thousand years which is that romans or excuse me not romans revelations uh so we take one confusing thing from ezekiel about who gog and magog are and then we combine it with another confusing thing about armies in revelation from the thousand years is it uh pre-thousand years post-thousand years middle thousand years maybe not a thousand years i don't know uh but you just whip up this big confusing thing but revelation 20 uh verse 7 then 8 and when the thousand years are ended satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth gog and magog so gather them together for battle their number is like the sand of the sea and they marched up over the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city but fire came down from heaven and consumed them and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. 
Ugh. <laughs> Sounds awful. So really the only thing um, that we know about Gog and Magog is that they are guaranteed to be destroyed because they are destroyed in Ezekiel. Uh, there's just like dead bodies littered all across Israel because God has destroyed them. They are utterly destroyed in Revelation in the same manner. Uh, and God does it to bring honor and glory to himself. Apparently the other nations look at Gog and Magog and say, whoa, God is real. God is powerful. Uh, we need to do something about the fact that we cannot deny God any longer. So then I guess we have chapter 39 is a continuation of this prophecy against Gog and Magog. And then we kind of land in a place of, again, God restoring Israel. Yeah, one of the really cool things about this restoration, we've been hearing about this restoration a lot. But one of the really cool things is chapter 39, verse 29. And I will not hide my face anymore from them, talking about Israel, when I pour out my spirit upon the house of Israel, declares the Lord God. So even in Ezekiel, and we've had a couple Old Testament references to the spirit coming, here in Ezekiel, we hear that God is going to pour out his spirit on his people. And you get the idea uh, that there is going to be a lot more people than usual experiencing the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit in their own lives, in their own nations. And I, I believe we see that come to pass in uh, Acts, the chapter, Acts chapter 2, uh, where Peter sees it happening and declares it to everybody there that's present and starts quoting Joel, uh, which will be in in a couple of days. Okay, so for a, your part here, um, this might be a little bit of a reach, but it is like just... <laughs> Jenny was just saying about how old this gets because we're saying the same thing over and over. We really try hard not to say the same thing over and over. So for the your part, I think I want to give you like a little bit of a caution uh, when it comes to interpreting prophecies that have like literally no bearings. Uh, because there are people out there that will tell you they know exactly who Gog and Magog are. And, you know, there's a chance. There's always a chance that they might know. They might have interpreted this correctly. But there's always also a big chance they might not know. And so I have heard before uh, different things about Gog and Magog, and usually they are politically motivated things to help us be against other nations or help us be more cautious about certain nations. Uh, I just want to give you a little bit of caution in that we don't know who these nations are, but we do know who God is. Mm -hmm. So when you deal with a prophecy that you're not quite sure what it means, first, compare it to wherever it pops up in other scriptures, which is what we did uh, right now, looking at Revelation. See if you can get any more context about who this might be. Uh, second, remember that most of the people who rejected Jesus were very confident that they knew exactly what the prophecies about the Messiah meant, and they were 110% wrong. And so there were people that knew what God's word meant about the future, and they were wrong, so they rejected the Son of God. So we don't want to be so rigid uh, with these kind of like gray area prophecies uh, that we end up deaf to what God is trying to speak to us. And then finally, um, remember that while prophecy can be a little bit confusing, we do know who God is. Mm -hmm. And so the important thing about Gog and Magog is that they seem very scary. They're like a giant, enormous, dangerous army. But God destroys them on his own, by himself, for his glory. So don't get in the weeds uh, with prophecy that you, you know, it, it's not bad to study the Bible. We're all about studying the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, it's not bad to dig into these things. But just be cautious about trying to interpret prophecies that have been really difficult to understand for 2,000 years. Um, <laughs> in and, an instant. And maybe instead of falling down in the rabbit hole, 
uh, in a way where it just consumes your thoughts. Maybe temper that with the idea of who God is, what his character is like, and what that prophecy is meant to show us. Like really what Ezekiel is showing the people is that God will be triumphant. And even though things are dark and scary and threatening, God is the one that has the power and God will defend us and God will deliver us. So when that happens with Gog and Magog, and it will, because it is written in the word and the word will be true, uh, just like all these other passages in Ezekiel that became true much, much, much later, uh, this one will become true as well. We don't know exactly how that would go, but we know exactly who our God is. And so we can have faith in that. We can have trust in that. We can have hope in that. And that is my encouragement to you because we will bump up against some other prophecies that we're not quite sure what they are, but we do know who God is. So just hold strongly to that. Don't be afraid to study. Don't be afraid to read and listen a lot, uh, but know who God is and have faith in him. So we'll be back again tomorrow. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Ezekiel chapter 38. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face toward Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. And prophesy against him, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and I will turn you about and put hooks in your jaws, and I will bring you out, and all your army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed in full armor, a great host, all of them with buckler and shield, wielding swords. Persia, Cush, and Put are with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all his hordes, Beth Tagorma from the outermost parts of the north with all of his hordes, many peoples are with you. Be ready and keep ready, you and all your hosts that are assembled about you, and be a guard for them. After many days you will be mustered. In the latter years you will go against the land that is restored from war, the land whose people were gathered from many peoples upon the mountains of Israel which had been a continual waste. Its people were brought out from the peoples and now dwell securely all of them. You will advance, coming on like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land, you and all your hordes and many peoples with you. Thus says the Lord God, On that day thoughts will come into your mind and you will devise an evil scheme and say, I will go up against the land of unwalled villages. I will fall upon the quiet people who dwell securely, all of them dwelling without walls and having no bars or gates, to seize spoil and carry off plunder, to turn your hand against the waste places that are now inhabited by the people who were gathered from the nations, who have acquired livestock and goods, who dwell at the center of the earth. Sheba and Dadan and the merchants of Tarshish and its leaders will say to you, Have you come to seize spoil? Have you assembled your hosts to carry off plunder? to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to seize great spoil? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, Thus says the Lord God, On that day, when my people Israel are dwelling securely, will you not know it? You will come from your place out of the uttermost parts of the north, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great host, a mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel, like a cloud covering the land. 
In the latter days I will bring you against my land, that the nations may know me, when through you, O Gog, I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. Thus says the Lord God, Are you he of whom I spoke in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel, who in those days prophesied for years that I would bring you against them? But on that day, the day that Gog shall come against the land of Israel, declares the Lord God, my wrath will be roused in my anger. For in my jealousy and in my blazing wrath, I declare, on that day, there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. The fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and the beasts of the fields and all creeping things that creep on the ground and all the people who are on the face of the earth shall quake at my presence. And the mountains shall be thrown down and the cliffs shall fall and every wall shall tumble to the ground. I will summon a sword against Gog on all my mountains, declares the Lord God. Every man's sword will be against his brother. With pestilence and bloodshed, I will enter their judgment with him, and I will rain upon him and his hordes, and the many peoples who are with him, torrential rains and hailstones, fire and sulfur. So I will show my greatness and my holiness, and make myself known in the eyes of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Chapter 39 And you, son of man, prophesy against Gog, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. I will turn you about and drive you forward, and bring you up from the uttermost parts of the north, and lead you against the mountains of Israel. Then I will strike your bow from your left hand, and will make your arrows drop out of your right hand. You shall fall on the mountains of Israel, you and all your hordes and all the peoples who are with you. I will give you to the birds of prey of every sort, and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall in the open field, for I have spoken, declares the Lord God. I will send fire on Magog and all those who dwell securely in the coastlands, and they shall know that I am the Lord. And my holy name I will make known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let my holy name be profaned any more. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. Behold, it is coming, and it will be brought about, declares the Lord God. That is the day of which I have spoken. Then those who dwell in the cities of Israel will go out and make fires of the weapons and burn them, shields and bucklers, bows and arrows, clubs and spears, and they will make fires of them for seven years, so that they will not need to take wood out of the field or cut down any of the forests, for they will make their fires of their weapons. They will seize the spoil of those who despoiled them and plunder those who plundered them, declares the Lord God. On that day I will give to Gog a place of burial in Israel, the valley of the travelers east of the sea. It will block the travelers, for there Gog and all his multitude will be buried. It will be called the valley of Haman Gog. For seven months the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land. All the people of the land will bury them, and it will bring them renown on that day that I show my glory, declares the Lord God. They will set apart men to travel through the land regularly and bury those travelers remaining on the face of the land so as to cleanse it. At the end of seven months they will make their search, and when these travel through the land and anyone sees a human bone, then he shall set up a sign by it, till the buriers have buried it in the valley of Hamongog. Hamona, that is also the name of the city, they shall cleanse the land. As for you, son of man, thus says the Lord God, speak to the birds of every sort and to the beasts of the field, assemble and come, gather from all around to the sacrificial feast that I am preparing for you a great sacrificial feast on the mountains of Israel, and you shall eat flesh and drink blood, 
You shall eat the flesh of the mighty and drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams, of lambs, of he-goats, of bulls, all of them fat beasts of Bashan. And you shall eat fat till you are filled and drink blood till you are drunk at the sacrificial feast that I am preparing for you. And you shall be filled at my table with horses and charioteers, with mighty men and all kinds of warriors, declares the Lord God. And I will set my glory among the nations, and all the nations shall see my judgment that I have executed, and my hand that I have laid on them. The house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day forward. And the nations shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity, because they dealt so treacherously with me, that I hid my face from them, and gave them into the hand of their adversaries, and they all fell by the sword. I dealt with them according to their uncleanness and their transgressions, and hid my face from them. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Now I will restore the fortunes of Jacob, and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and I will be jealous for my holy name. They shall forget their shame, and all the treachery that they have practiced against me, when they dwell securely in their land, with none to make them afraid. When I have brought them back from the peoples, and gathered them from their enemies' lands, and through them they vindicated my holiness in the sight of the nations, then they shall know that I am the Lord their God, because I sent them into exile among the nations, and then assembled them into their own land. I will leave none of them remaining among the nations any more, and I will not hide my face any more from them, when I pour out my spirit upon the house of Israel, declares the Lord God. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.